Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. In each episode, two-time NCAA champion coach Jay Wright chats with figures from across the spectrum of the Nova Nation and beyond. Current players, prominent alums, and national basketball figures are all part of the mix as we honor the 100-plus year history of one of America's most storied college basketball programs. The Talking Villanova Basketball Show, hosted by Jay Wright, originated in 2001. The program, now in its 20th season, shifted from terrestrial radio to the world of podcasts in 2019. This is a production of Villanova Sports Properties in conjunction with Villanova Athletics. Hartford Funds is in its third season as the presenting sponsor of the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast. We invite you to settle in and enjoy as Coach Wright takes us into today's conversation. Welcome inside as we gather for the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, we have a favorite of the Nova Nation here with us today, and I'll have you introduce him, please. Yes, sir. Our favorite of the Nova Nation, one of Coach Massimino's favorite, uh, a great Italian from, from Delaware in the Philadelphia area. Dante DiVincenzo. How are you, buddy? Good, Coach. How you doing? Great to see you. And uh, we, we got to let the Nova Nation know that um, this is game day after playing a game last night. You're on a back-to-back. Had to come in for treatment today and still doing this for us. We really appreciate it, buddy. Oh, absolutely. You guys are family. You got it. Nobody more loyal. And let's, let's talk about that. Speaking of family, let's talk about your family. Let's start with this. Back in, in Delaware and, and – uh, you know, you, we joked about you being the Michael Jordan of Delaware, but it's really not being a joke. It's, it's really not a joke. <laughs> I know. It's, no, it's not a joke. I mean, and it's funny. I mean, I always, I always have this story in my head. Is like, at first, like, it, it wasn't like a compliment, if you want to say. It was like, basically, just because you're coming out of Delaware and you're like, the hot thing doesn't mean you are the Michael Jordan of Delaware. You have to compete every night. And uh, and kind of that kind of stuck with me and, and it gives me a laugh every now and then. Well, I'm glad you took it that way. That wasn't exactly, <laughs> but I am glad you took it. That wasn't exactly what I was, I, my point was you were the Michael Jordan of Delaware, but that, and you were, and, and you are, but that doesn't mean that you're good enough to, to be a great player here yet. And um, you did, you took it the right way. You were, and you worked your butt off. But let, let's go back to Del- Delaware first. I, do you know, who's the best NBA player out of Delaware? I should have I mean, looked this up. I should have done my research. We that, is, Mike- that is a good question. But if, if we have to say like, who's like the greatest of all time from Delaware, I personally will say Elena Deladon. I, yeah, I, I, I would say very Elena, good point. she's the most accomplished. She's, she's just, obviously she's just the goat of Delaware. So that's a, that's a great point. As we're doing this, uh, I'd ask Michael Sheridan, our host to look up who had the best career NBA career out of Delaware. But while we're doing that, it's, tell everybody about your trip to Silesianum, your history and how you came in there. Not exactly supposed to be a basketball star yeah so I actually was going to Slazian to play soccer um 
<laughs> my my high school coach or the high school coach of Sally's was actually my club coach. So um, I knew all, all the guys on the team. That was my number one sport. I, I, I played basketball um, during the winter time, December and January, but I played soccer all year round. So I was playing indoor soccer while I was playing basketball. And that was my main sport. So then when I went to um, school for, for tryouts in the summertime, I just didn't want to play. I just had the love for basketball was way, way more than the love for soccer. I was good at soccer, but that's kind of the reason why, why I played. Um, and I, I just wanted a new, I wanted a new path. And when I, when I said I wanted to play basketball, a lot of people looked at me funny because, you know, Salesian wasn't known for basketball. Um, they never, they never were. Um, but within my four years at Sally's, we kind of, we kind of started off um, a little tradition of being just being good at basketball there. The guys want to come there, yeah. guys want to compete there. And um, we had all the resources possible to, to compete for state championship. And, and uh, my four years were there were, were, were great. How many state championships did you win? We won two. We won back to back my junior and senior year. And it was actually the first ever championship and, and obviously the second ever. So, wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what. All respect to the guys. Your junior team, you had a really good team. Really? What was the uh, football player's name? That is, is he in the NFL now? Brian O'Neill. He is playing. Um, he was in Minnesota. Uh, the last I knew, actually, it was it was actually great. Last year, before the season shut down, we were in LA, and um, he came to the game and surprised me after the game. So it was it was amazing seeing him. Um, and that's a that's a big dude right there. Oh man, that, that is a I, big dude. I remember he he could have been a Division One basketball player too, and yeah, and um, he he was a, you guys had a great team. But your senior year, you had nice guys, good guys. But I've never seen someone carry a team individually. That that excited me so much about you that you could carry a team, and um, you did it for us in many games. Uh, and it was no surprise because I saw you carry that team to a state championship your senior year. It was fun and with, we, team with the senior year. It was fun because, like, nobody felt like it wasn't like a, a dynamic of the team. Like, Dante has to do this every game. We were just going out there and we were just we were just having fun and just balling out. Like, and we were just having so much fun together. Those guys just looked to me um, when it was time to, like you said, like carry that team. But it didn't feel like that. We were just out there having fun. That, that was incredible. I, I don't think people can appreciate that, but I always remember that about you. Yeah. What was your um, what was your thoughts first coming into Villanova, getting injured your freshman year? Um, what 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 was going through your mind your freshman year? When I first got injured, before you got hurt, start playing. Then, well, first when I first got there, um, I said, "Geez, I got to get stronger. I got to get better." Um, <laughs> these dudes were, these dudes were just, I mean, they were, they were grown men. And, um, then when going into playing, like your mindset, just going in your, your freshman year is just doing anything possible. You're just, you're just, you're running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And, uh, <laughs> once I, once I got hurt, my kind of, my knowledge for the game kind of picked up more. I think it actually helped me in the long run to develop more than, if I were to end up playing that year, it sounds crazy, but taking a step back from off the court and just being around 
um, the coaching staff and, and just being around Shaq and Jeff, just learning how to be a college athlete, um, spending time watching film and, and seeing it in different ways. Like when you're on the court, you see things a certain way. And then when you take a step back and you're watching film from a different perspective, you kind of just get to learn the game differently. So going into that next year, I, I felt way better and way more confident um, than I had before I got injured. I, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that because I watch you now and um, just watched your game last night. And I just, uh, you, you look like a coach on the floor, whether you're playing the point guard spot or not. You're the guy that sees the right pass, makes the right play, defensively is always in the right spot, set screens for other guys. Um, and, and, you know, as a freshman, you would have probably been, the, when you first came in, you'd be the last guy you think yeah. would be doing that. And it's exactly. interesting to hear you say that you learned so much of that your freshman year. Who was the, who was the, the guy on the team when you were a freshman that you looked up to that, that kind of guided you and how to grow <laughs> as a, as a player? This is going to be a funny response just because me and him went at it um, in college, but Josh Hart, uh, Josh, man, that that guy had nothing but respect for him, and just the way he competed, it it drove me crazy when practicing. <laughs> with him. Um, and we like we argued, we fought like brothers, but like looking back at it now and playing against him in the NBA, um, that's a that's like a like a big brother, you know what I mean? And going into going into college, you wanted I wanted to kind of take some of the parts of his game and just that competing factor of his game and just apply it to mine because, you know, you can hide certain things in basketball with just playing hard. And, and that's, and that shows so much with, with guys, you see it in the NBA all the time. That's so interesting. I, sh I should make our players listen to this. <laughs> but I, and, you know, I just said, I, I just explained to them at practice today, um, you know, everybody's journey is different in that, um, you know, the year that you and Eric sat out, um, I said, we, we couldn't beat, we couldn't beat the second team. Our first team couldn't beat the second team, <laughs> but we won a national championship. Yeah. Right. And what was that like for you? Like going through that kind of year, national beat national championship and being knowing you could be out there, but having to be sitting out with an injury. Honestly, it was so much fun. Uh, it, it, it sounds crazy. It was so much fun playing, that second unit with Eric, um, just being Who was able the to, second unit that year? So when, was, you, when you guys would go your first five, you, E, who else? Me, E. Was Mikhail on that second Mikhail team? Mikhail was on the second team um, because our, I think our starting lineup was Jalen, Phil, Chris, Josh, and Daryl. Uh, Daniel, Daniel. Dan that was my well, yeah, yeah, Daniel. Okay, so Daniel, so it was me, Daryl, Eric, Mikhail. Um, and I'm forgetting the I'm forgetting the last. Can't think either. The fifth guy would be. But think about that right there. No wonder we couldn't beat you guys. Three <laughs> NBA players, three great NBA players, we're going up against. It was it was. I I remember coming out of practice sometime, and like I'm thinking like, are we really that good? Because like, we we're getting killed in practice. It was so much fun. Do you remember um, leading up to the, uh, uh, the the game against Oklahoma in the <laughs> Final Four, and, and you, were, <laughs> you were Buddy Hield, and we couldn't stop you at all? 
I was feeling it that day in practice. It was, <laughs> it, it was the gym. It was, it was the gym that we were in. That's what it was. You had me scared to death. I'm like, <laughs> we can't stop a freshman. We can't stop a freshman. He's killing us. Well, that freshman, in the, that freshman <laughs> and we stopped Buddy Heal though. Worked out we for we us, stopped yeah. Buddy Heal the next day. It was great preparation. You, you, I, I think people outside of our program wouldn't understand, but our, our, everybody that played with you guys know a big part of that year was you and Eric just killing us and preparing us every day. We got to games and the games were easier than practice. Yeah. That's what I tell people. I tell people all the time and say, even that last year um, when we won the championship, our practices were so much harder than the games. Um, <laughs> it, it, like our practice, like I always tell the story about me and Jalen, like, me and Jalen would go at it at practice and argue and fight. And you got, you'd be like, are you guys okay? And we get off the court and we're, we're, it's my best friend. That's my brother. So then we go into the game and things are completely different. It's just so much easier. It was so funny. Cause you two, I knew you two were really close. <laughs> and then I'd see you go at it and practice and think like, wow, is this going to end a great relationship <laughs> right here? How did you, how did you guys um, – it was funny. Speaking of other NBA players, I remember um, I was watching Peyton Pritchard the other night, and yeah. didn't he come on his visit and you and Jalen playing one-on-one? And I'll never forget, uh, Coach Neptune was was on me for, for getting my butt whooped in that workout. It was one-on-one. And, uh, <laughs> and he still jokes with me to this day. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Think about that workout. You have three NBA players, three NBA guards in that workout going one on one, and uh, it was it was a it was a fun time. Well, I know I know there's a lot of guys. Kevin Herter, um, who's yeah. now in the NBA. I remember he came on his visit, and you di- you didn't you didn't play that year because you were redshirted. Yeah, and he came on his visit, and, he, and his mom and dad were watching you. We couldn't watch, but your mom and I didn't yeah. see it. But you guys were just playing open gym, and his mom and dad are watching. And they came back out, and I said, what, what did you think? They said, who's the white guy with the red hair? <laughs> I said, oh, that's Dante DiVincenzo. He red shirt last year. They're like, oh, my God. He was the best player on the floor. We didn't know it. We were like, yeah, he's going to be great. You know, your son's going to play with him. <laughs> Little do we know, they were saying, no, no, he's not going to play here. <laughs> there, was, there was many guys like that. There were many guys like that that you, you scared away. That's, that's a good thing. What was your what was your uh, fondest memories of the uh, the eighteen season? Honestly, this that whole tournament um, that run was just I don't know it was it went so quick those weeks but I think about all the time like the time that we spent in the hotel the time we spent hanging out uh, preparing for games um, those I was like. Oof four weeks I think um they were the best that was the best time of of my of my life in terms of basketball in college it's it was so much fun just preparing it was so much fun just seeing guys you got to see guys in different elements when they were locked into the game and then as soon as we get done and we're just regular kids again and being able to be with each other and we can't go anywhere like we're 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 on the road together you're not you're not going home you're not doing anything so to spend that time together, it was, it was, you don't, you don't realize it until once you leave, once right. you leave and you're like, 
damn, that was a lot of fun just being being in the hotel with all, <laughs> all these dudes. It's a, it's the same thing as your team. Like, I, you know, there are guys we're together every day, and you you're yeah. just preparing one game after another, and then you you know you win, you're happy, and then you just prepare for the next game. You don't think about it, but it's so interesting when we get interviewed now. They'll always refer to that team as one of the most dominant teams in college basketball history. And we weren't thinking of ourselves. We weren't thinking that at, at all. all. It, was, it was so crazy. Cause like we were thinking in practice, like, man, we got to get better. But then we go out in the game and I'll never forget that year. We lost um, at home to St. John. St. John's had yeah. just beat Duke. Um, and they came to Wells Fargo and they beat us. And I just remember the feeling in that locker room afterwards was just, was just off. And ever since that game, like you could just see guys go 10 times harder in practice. But the great thing about that team was as soon as we walked off the court and went into the locker room, it was like, okay, basketball's over. Let's like, we all just enjoyed hanging out with one another. And I, that's what, I think that's what made the team so dominant in terms of everybody's other eyes. Like, I agree. Well, well, we'll talk about the next step of your career when we come back. Michael, take us out. A couple quick things. Uh, Eric Paschal missed that St. John's game with a concussion that morning. Um, oh. So that was obviously a, a part of what happened yeah. <laughs> against St. John's that night at Wells Fargo Center. And to reference our Delaware question, I think Dante is on the right track with Elena Deladon. Uh, the three most prominent NBA names on a quick search were A.J. English, who had a nice 10-year NBA career, um, Terrence Stansberry, who Philly fans will remember, the great Temple player. And then, Coach, I'm going to give you this as a quiz. Mahdi Abdul-Rahman, better known by another wow. name. Walt Hazard, the great UCLA guy. Wow. Oh, yeah. And Walt played for Hazard Atlanta from Hawks. Delaware? He's, he's from Wilmington. Yeah. He's from Wilmington. That's a good one. All right, Dante, you get a little competition there, buddy. <laughs> Dante's name comes right up in the middle of them, so that's good. We're going to pause here. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certaintyed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than certainteed. To find a certainteed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game-day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game-day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. 
We are back talking Villanova basketball presented by Hartford Funds, and we resume our conversation with Dante DiVincenzo. Coach? Great conversation with Dante. We, we got to cover his high school years and his, his college years. We could go on forever about his college years, but he's doing such a great job in the NBA. Um, I, I want to get to that. And, and be, before we start that, Dante, really, really interesting to me uh, about your uh, Malcolm Brogdon Foundation and the Hoops for Humanity movement. Can you share with everybody what you're doing with, with, with that project? Yeah, so basically Malcolm, uh, my rookie year, he was working with an organization for clean water in Africa. Um, and Joe Harris and him were, they do it in the NFL with a bunch of guys and he um, kind of wanted to start it up in the NBA. And um, so basically I actually have not been fortunate enough to go over there yet due to COVID. Um, I was supposed to go over there this summer um, and they traveled to different countries and they basically raising awareness and money um, to build water wells in, in different places in Africa. So these people can have clean water um, thing that we take for granted, I think. And this summer we were supposed to go over there to a few different spots in Africa and Malcolm has done, he, he leads the, he leads the charge with that and he makes it so easy on us. And um, hopefully when all this COVID stuff clears up, I would love to get over there and, and, and help. That's awesome, man. I, I know my wife, Patty did that. And it's amazing how valuable water is. And we're seeing that now yeah. in, in Texas, people don't have yeah. water, how, how much it impacts your life. Great cause. And you, you jumped right into it, man. I love it. And then I did want to say you, you did host, and I'm sure you couldn't do it the past summer, but you did host, uh, your first uh, Dante DiVincenzo summer basketball camp, right? I had, yeah, I had a camp. Um, it was, it was awesome just being home and, and being in the uh, field house um, in, in Delaware and having so many kids show up. And it, it was, it was just amazing to see that I was once that little kid at camp um, yeah. and having now all the kids that they could, it was funny. They could care less about doing the drills. They just want to play one-on-one and, and <laughs> And that's the stuff that I, I, I took, um, honestly, it, mel it meant the world to me just to be able to hang out with those kids all day long. That's great. Are you going to keep that going after yeah. the pandemic? Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm trying to do, um, talking with my agent and everything, we're trying to do like a, like a skills clinic in the city. Um, so, yeah, trying to do like a free skills clinic in the city in the morning times in the summertime a couple days a week which, which city milwaukee or in, in, in um in wilmington sorry in wilmington cool yeah yeah very good and you got the the president of the united states now from delaware do you know joe biden i so my mom did business with um with his son Bo um before he had passed away um nice. and so that is that is the only connection that i have to president biden but well, he's a he's a big basketball fan. He was at our our game in in uh, eighteen, so he knows you. Yeah, I, I promise you. I promise. And, and the fact you're Delaware, I know he takes great pride yeah. in that. Now let, let's start talking about your um, your NBA career. Uh, first year there. Um, well, let's go back for a second. Let's go to the combine where you kind of blew everybody's mind with your vertical and 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 your play. And uh, one of my favorite stories, I got a lot of Dante DiVincenzo stories, but one of my favorites is you, 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 you jump out of the gym on your vertical, everybody gets all excited. Some people call me and say, you know what? He should just stop. He, he should not work out. 
Then you go play the first day and you kill it. And then other people call me and say, he should just shut it down. He's got it. Yeah. And I said, I, I called you. Remember, I said, are you good? Do you want to keep playing? You're like, no, I'm having fun. I want to play. Yeah. And yeah. I think everybody loved that you went back and played second day. I think they fell more in love with you. But what was that thinking like while you were at the combine? It was it was easy for me. It was I'm here to play. I mean, I love playing basketball. I'm not here to <laughs> kind of to to do strategy and stuff like that. I'm here to just go out and hoop. And uh, that was literally after the first day. I've had I had plenty of convos like, you know what? Maybe we should just should shut it down. Um, you show you shown enough. And I said, listen, I'm in I'm in these in- interviews, and they're asking me what type of person I am. And I'm I'm saying I'm a competitive person. All I want to do is play, and all I want to do is win how would that look if I'm saying this and then just sit out after I have one good game? That's not, that's not who I am. Um, so I just went out there and played again. And just, if, you know, if I had a bad day, I had a bad day and you take it and you roll with it. But um, I played well that whole weekend and, and it helped me out. Yeah, that was cool. I, I love that. Tell me about your first um, uh, year in the NBA and what, what, what did you learn? What, 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 what what hit you? What hit you in the face? What 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 did you enjoy? It was like college. Um, I tell everybody this. It was like my freshman year of college. You start you you go into the NBA. You're running around with a, like a chicken with your head cut off, just trying <laughs> to do anything. And um, I'll never forget. It was it was a great game early on in the season. I picked up like two fouls like, like that, and <laughs> it was solely just because I was so hyped up, just so running like running around crazy. Um, but then again, I, I was dealing with a little bit of injury in my in my right heel. Um, and then once once we decided, you know, what the best thing for for myself and to shut it down for the for the year, remainder of the year. And again, once that happened, I took a step back and started watching basketball from a different perspective. I actually took notes um, with one of our assistants, Josh Longstaff. He had me he had me do it. He did it with Reggie Jackson when they were in OKC. Um, and I took notes during the playoffs about scout, about what we're doing. What do I see at halftime? And um, it actually really helped me out. It, it really helped me out going into um, going into last year. It really helped me out because I, I was seeing tendencies. I was seeing how they're playing pick and rolls. I was, I was noticing these things more. And, and honestly, if I weren't taking notes, I probably would have just been watching a game like a fan. Um, but instead, I was I was way more locked into how the game is flowing. That's great, man. That's, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then second uh, second year, what what you finally get out there and you're and you're healthy and how is how is your heel right now? Fine. I'm good. Oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That's great because I know you did struggle with that. Struggled a little bit here. Yeah. Um, and then second year when you, you got out there playing, got some starts. But what was your what was the the next uh, step for you in your evolution? My whole thing every day is is, is to get better. Um, but whenever I step out there, especially last year, um, I was focused on defense. Uh, I think defensively in the NBA, um, you can – guys don't want to play against guys who want to play hard on defense. If you have the ball and guys are – are in you and they're, they're pressuring you. You don't want to play against them. You want to get rid of the ball and, and you don't want to feel uncomfortable. So I want to be one of those guys to make guys feel uncomfortable. And that was my focus all last year is just trying to create havoc, get my hands in passing lanes, get out and run, 
you're playing with an MVP, just trying to get him easy buckets in transition. And that's the easiest way for me to get him a bucket is get a steal and let him run and do his thing. So that was whole, my, my whole mindset. And as the year progressed, um, like I said, just getting better, just working on things, trying things out. Um, it's a long year. You're not going to be perfect. But trying things out that you've been working on in practice, you've been working on the season, the off season before. Um, and you find out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, how to stay within um, the offense. And, and it, it really helped me out going into this year. You guys have such a, a unique style. How much – I mean, it looks like there's a lot of freedom out there. What, what are your basic concepts? And, and, you know, and do you have as much freedom as it looks like you guys have? Yeah, no, we have freedom offensively. Um, we, we have an expression, let it fly. Um, and – that's what we live by. I think for us is defensively. You no, know, currently right now we're struggling defensively and, and with what our identity is. Um, but it goes back to competing. When we compete defensively, um, we're like number one in the NBA in transition when we're competing defensively and creating steals. And that's our that's our biggest offense is getting out and running. Um, so, and offensively in the half court, we like I said we have freedom, but our principle is to space the floor. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I'm setting screens as a, as a guard for Giannis sometimes for honestly for Brooke as well. It's, it sounds crazy, Brooke Lopez, and all of our positions are interchangeable. Um, all the plays we run are interchangeable. Um, so there's a lot of freedom offensively. It's just you got to know a bunch of different spots. Well, you guys, it, it makes it very hard to scout. It looks like to me because yeah. Man, you guys spread it, and everybody does does let it fly. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier about a, a long season. What what is what what is? And you're in a pandemic now, so the lifestyle, like, and and what is your mindset in terms of taking care of your body and and what you do every day, having so many games. Taking care of your body is the the biggest thing on the road. Um, you know, due to COVID, it's it's kind of different because you have you have the resources, but it's in a different way. Things have to be spread out. Things have, like it's just a different season. So um, on the road, you have to be on top of your body even more. Um, I, I norm attack. Um, I, I ice a couple times. I'm taking ice baths. I'm just trying to get as much rest as possible as well. Um, because we have to wake up early and test. So you can't be staying up late just because we don't have shoot around in the morning. Um, doesn't mean you can stay up late and sleep all day because you have to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and test anyway. So rest and, and making sure I'm, I'm booting and icing is, is the biggest thing for me on the road. Now explain to everybody, you, you guys are actually testing twice a day. Yeah. So we test twice a day. Um, before we actually are allowed to use our practice facility, we have to take a rapid test. Um, in which we, we take the test and we have to wait 30 minutes um, in our cars. And before you get to enter the building, you'll get a text and say, hey, you're negative. Your, your test was negative. You're able to enter the building. Um, wow. And then we have to go back at night um, when we're home in market. We have to go back at night from like a five to seven window and test. So, yeah. Wow. It, it's, it's incredible. What, what's it been like? for you guys now in, in this stretch, so how does, you know, I know you've had a couple a tough stretch of like five yeah. games, um, holidays out, right? Yeah. Um, 
what, what, like, how does an NBA team handle that? How do the coaches handle that? Or, or, or because the season's so long, do you just not really address it and just keep plugging along? No, you definitely address it. Um, I think it's good for us that we're going through this right now. I think the last, if you look at the last two years where we actually fell short of our goal um, is because we didn't get this challenge, this adversity this early in the season. Uh, we didn't have to figure this stuff out this early. So um, we have a new team. We have, I think we only had seven guys come back from last year. So you have a new team um, and you're in a pandemic season where things just aren't normal. Um, I think it's really good for us to figure out, look ourselves in the mirror and, and, and know what we have to do. Cause when it comes playoff time, we need to be, a, be able to adjust to all different things that teams throw at us. So I think right. if we, if we do that now and we figure that stuff out now, uh, it will help us in the long run. Who and is, is Giannis the, the, the leader of the team, like off the court too, or who are the leaders of your team? We got, I mean, we have, we have a solid, we have a solid group. I think we have well, Giannis, Chris and Drew really lead the, lead the charge um, in their different ways. Giannis is, Giannis is very much lead by example type of guy. Um, the way he plays, the way he approaches every single day. Um, you basically just want to follow his lead and how he does it. Drew, Chris is more of like the, he's the more of the talk to us kind of guy. And Drew's just like keeps everybody like just level. Never don't like he just wants you to be happy, enjoy it, um, approach every day. Like you, we have the best job in the world, so right. everybody needs to have a positive mindset going into the day, and let's just get better. And with those three guys, we have a great dynamic on our team. That's cool. There's some yeah. there's some great uh, veterans to have, and I think you're going to be definitely one of those leaders too in the NBA. You got a great attitude. You got a great mindset. A professional approach. And you did in college. Do you, who of our guys do you do you stay in touch with uh, the most? That that whether in the league or out of the league. There's two guys I talk to every single day. It is Jalen and Matt Kennedy. Um, oh, that's cool. And those two guys I talk to every day. I mean, I talk to a lot of guys that I played with, even played that played before me. I talk to Henry Lowe um, all the time and Ryan, but. Matt and Jalen, I'm, I'm on FaceTime with them every single day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I love that, man. People don't realize how important the walk-ons are and how tight you guys all are. It doesn't, uh, they doesn't were, matter they were, if you're a star. Were, that year that we won, they were just as important as me and Eric. Like, those dudes kept everybody together. And, and I'll tell you, nobody goes harder in practice than those walk-ons. That's the truth, right? <laughs> God. Well, we're all proud of you, my man, and we really appreciate you spending the time with us. Absolutely. And uh, stay healthy. Please tell your mom and dad hello. And thanks for doing this with us, Dante. Dante DiVincenzo, everybody. Appreciate it, Thanks, Coach. Dante. Absolutely. We'll be back uh, with our next segment of Geico Inside the Wildcats on the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. 
Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. It's time now for Geico inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And coach, we just finished our conversation with Dante DiVincenzo and um, he's had one of the more unique Villanova careers ever to kind of explode the way he did um, in that NCAA tournament. It, it's, it's very unique and, um, but, but so rewarding, not just for him, I, but I would imagine for you as well. It really is. He's a great story and, and he's, he's, he's such a great inspiration to all of our players. He never started here, you know, and uh, it was funny. The game he had the national championship game going off like that. We had all seen that in practice throughout his career. He would do that all the time and frustrate everybody and not being a starter frustrate the staff sometime because we would look at it like we, we can't stop this guy he doesn't start for us and we can't stop him and we you know we were actually thinking if he comes back the next year he could be you know a, a an all-conference player a, a big east player of the year a, you know a national player of the year contender um but he was it wasn't meant to be because he he was ready and, and the NBA wanted him and it was the right thing to do. We're in the month of February right now and February can be a little bit of a grind in a normal season, let alone in this season. But um, there were some injuries back in 2018. People kind of overlooked that there were a couple tough games. We mentioned the St. John's game, the loss at Creighton that year. Um, but Dante and Jalen, particularly when, when guys were hurt, Phil Booth was still out at that point, really kind of carried you through the, a tough month. Um, just a, just a, showed a lot of what Dante had, just the toughness he brought to you. That's a great point, Mike. I, I, I you know, I say he wasn't, he, he, he wasn't a starter, but he did start some games because of injuries. Uh, he, I mean, he, and he played, he actually played more minutes than some of our starters, but uh, he was so valuable in that he could come in and he could play the point, he could play the two, he could play the three, we even played him at the four. And I specifically remember the game against Butler at home. They were really good. And I think Phil Booth was out of that game. And maybe also I think Eric, Eric was, that was possible? too. Yes, it was the Both game right, it was right after the St. John. So I think he was out. And we couldn't score. And Dante just took it over. He just we, – we, we isolated him, and he just took the game over. And it was almost a, a national championship game-type performance. Uh, and, again – we, we weren't surprised, but we sure needed it at that time. I want to ask you about a current player who, uh, like Dante, sat out for a year before he got started. Caleb Daniels came in last year as a transfer from Tulane, New Orleans native. Just kind of give us an update on where you see his progress as we kind of come down the home stretch of Big East play. Caleb's got – he might have uh, Dante DiVincenzo-type athletic ability. Um, and, and he's learning, you know, he, he's learning and, and he's, in a, he's in a tough spot this year in that we don't have the time to be patient with him and we don't have a lot of practice time to get him ready. ready. And he's, 
he's picking things up and he gets frustrated sometimes because he wants to be perfect, but he's going to be really good. And he has helped us a lot already this year. Great catch and shoot guy. Um, could be a really good defender. Uh, can get to the rim. Uh, a good isolation guy. Um, he, he's, he's very close. He's very close to getting it. And sometimes it's darkest before the storm, you know, he, um, he, he can, he could be really close to get it going right now. And, and I hope he explodes real soon. That was Geico inside the Wildcats. Geico 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And coach, that brings us to the end of another great episode of talking Villanova basketball presented by Hartford funds. Thank you, Mike. Great, great talking with Dante and, Thanks for running the show for us, buddy. That'll do it. You've been listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Just a reminder, you can follow Coach Wright on Twitter at VUCoachJWright. You can also follow Villanova Basketball at NovaMBB on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have alerts posted on those accounts whenever a new podcast is available for download. Or you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And for more great content, check out the web home of the Wildcats, Villanova.com. For our producer, Matt Fraschilla, this is Mike Sheridan saying thanks again for stopping by. We look forward to having you join us again next time for the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds.